0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapters 5 through 9 of An American Robinson Crusoe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Alison Hester of Athens, Georgia. An American Robinson Crusoe by Samuel Allison Chapter 5, The Shipwreck Several weeks went by. Robinson had long ago forgotten his resolutions to return home. It was very hot. The glowing sun beat down upon the ship. The wide surface of the sea glistened. No breeze stirred. The sails hung loose on the top of the mast but far away on the shore could be seen a black bank of clouds all at once the ship was thrown violently to one side by a fierce gust of wind robinson threw himself on the deck the sea began to rise and fall the waves were as high as mountains now the ship was borne aloft to the skies and now it would seem that it must be overwhelmed in the sea When it sank down between the great waves of water, Robinson thought it would never rise again. The waves beat violently on the ship's side. Robinson went down the steps into his little room, but he came back full of anxiety. He believed every minute he would meet death in the waves. The night at last came on. The lightning flashed. The storm howled. The ship trembled. The water roared so the night wore on the storm raged for six days then on the seventh day it was somewhat abated but the hope was soon dashed the storm had abated but to get new strength suddenly it bore down with frightful power on the doomed vessel struck it and shot it like an arrow through the water then robinson felt a fearful crash the ship groaned as if it would fall into a thousand pieces it had struck a rock and there held fast at the same moment the sailors raised the cry the ship has sprung a leak the water surged into the ship all called for help each one thought only of himself there was only one boat the others had all been torn away it was soon let down into the sea all sprang in for a moment the sailors forgot the waves but all at once a wave mountains high struck the boat and swallowed it up robinson shut his eyes the water roared in his ears he sank into the sea end of chapter five chapter six robinson saved robinson was borne down far far into the ocean he attempted to work himself up so that he could see light and breathe air but again and again the waves carried him down finally a wave threw him up and he saw for a moment the light of day and got a breath of air but the next instant he was deep under the water then another wave bore him on its crest he breathed a deep breath "'and at the same time saw land not far away. "'He bent all his strength toward reaching the land. "'He got almost to it when a wave caught him "'and hurled him on a jutting rock. "'With all his strength he seized the rock "'with both hands and held on. "'Presently he worked himself up a little "'and at last got a foothold, "'but scarcely had he done so "'when his strength left him "'and he fell on the ground as one dead.' But he soon revived. He opened his eyes and looked around. He saw above him the blue sky, and under him the solid brown earth, and before him the gray angry sea. He felt to see if he still breathed. The storm had destroyed the ship. The waves had overwhelmed the boat. The water wished to draw him in to the deep. The rocks seemed to want to hurl him back, But storm and wave and rock had accomplished nothing. There was one who was stronger than they. Then Robinson sank on his knees and folded his hands. Tears came to his eyes. He breathed hard. At last he said, Dear Father in heaven, I live. Thou hast saved me. I thank thee. End of chapter 6 Chapter 7 the first night on land where are my companions that was his first thought he began to call and hello where are you come here but no one answered then he wished to see if anyone lived on the land and he cried is there no one here hello but all remained still all at once he drew himself together and shrank back he heard a bush rustle and the thought came like a flash that is a wild animal that will pounce upon me and tear my flesh with its teeth and claws how shall i save myself where shall i fly for safety where shall i turn i have nothing but my clothes and my life saved from the water all that i had the waves had swallowed up and then hunger and thirst began to trouble him he had eaten nothing the whole day and the salt water had made him sick in the meantime the night had come on robinson was very tired everything was new and strange he did not know which way to move he was in the greatest terror he expected to hear the roar of wild beasts from every secluded spot lions and tigers and dreadful serpents filled his thoughts he must find shelter from them but where should he pass the night not a house a hut or a cave was to be seen he stood a long time hesitating and did not know what to do finally he thought i will do as the birds do and get into a tree he very soon found a tree which had such thick branches that it would hold him up robinson climbed up into the tree made himself as comfortable as possible said his prayers and as he was thoroughly exhausted he soon fell asleep when he awoke the sun was high in the sky at first he could not remember where he was then the truth burst upon him he tried to move he was stiff and sore his flesh was bruised from being thrown against the rocks and beaten by the waves he was dreadfully thirsty his mouth and throat were dry and parched from the salt water his tongue was thick and swollen he said i must find some water to drink or i shall die it was hard work to get down from the tree his limbs and back ached from sitting in the tree all night at last he slipped down and fell on the ground he clasped his hands in prayer and thanked god for keeping him through the night then he got up and tried to walk he was so weak he could not stand He threw himself down on the ground and began to sob and cry, "'Oh, Lord, do not let me die! Do not let me die!' As he lay there, he heard a queer sound. He listened. It sounded like water running over rocks. He tried to get to the place from which the sound came. He tried to walk. When he fell, he crawled on his hands and knees. At last, the sound was close by. He dragged himself up on the rocks. Yes, there was a spring of clear, cool, sparkling water bubbling up and trickling over the stones. Robinson was so thirsty, he put his face into the water and drank and drank. Then he sat down, and after a while, he drank again and again. After Robinson had satisfied his thirst and rested a while... "'He felt much better. "'He said, "'I must try to walk "'and see whether I can find something to eat.' "'He found many kinds of fruits and berries "'all around him, "'but he was afraid to eat them "'as they were strange to him "'and he feared they might be poisonous. "'As he was walking along, "'all at once he spied a tall plant "'in the distance which had a familiar look. "'It looked like corn. "'He said to himself, "'I wonder if it can be corn.' At last, he came near enough to recognize it. Yes, it was corn. It did not look exactly like the corn that he saw at home, but still, he knew it would be safe to eat it. He broke off an ear and eagerly ate the colonel's raw. Oh, how good it was! Robinson could not remember anything that tasted half so good. He ate as much as he wanted and then filled his pockets with ears of corn for his supper then he went back to the spring to get another drink end of chapter seven chapter eight robinson on an island after his hunger and thirst were satisfied robinson thought he would try to find another dwelling place my legs are stiff and sore from sitting so uncomfortably last night and there is so much danger of falling he said i will climb yonder hill and look round and see on which side the houses are i will find me a stick to help me on my way he broke a stick from a dry bush and climbed up the steep sides of the hill after a half-hour's climb he was on top what a sight met his eyes there were no houses no huts to be seen no smoke arose from the forest no field could be seen nothing but trees and bush, sand and rock. I am then upon an island alone, without food, without shelter, without weapons. What will become of me? he cried. I am a prisoner. The island is my prison. The waves are the gods which will not allow me to get away. Will no ship ever come to set me free? He stretched his gaze out to the sea till his eyes ached but he saw no ship. Robinson came down and seated himself on a stone and considered what he should do. It was not yet noon, yet he greatly feared the next night. I must find me a better bed, was his first clear thought. End of chapter 8 Chapter 9 Robinson's Shelter Robinson saw, at a little distance, what seemed to be a cleft or an opening in a huge rock. If I could only get inside and find room to stay overnight, the rock would protect me from the rain, from the wind and wild animals better than a tree. He long sought in vain for a place wide enough to allow him to get into the opening in the rock. He was about to give up when he seized hold of a branch of a thorn tree growing on the side of the rock he looked closer and saw that it grew out of the cleft in the rock he saw too that at this point the opening was wider and that he had only to remove the tree in order to get in the hole shall be my dwelling he said i must get the thorn tree out so that i can have room that was easily said he had neither axe nor saw nor knife nor spade how could he do it he had nothing but his hands "'He tried to pull it out by the roots, but in vain. "'He wasn't strong enough. "'I must dig it out,' said Robinson. "'He scratched with his nails, but the earth was too hard. "'What should he do? "'He sought a stick with a fork in it and dug it in the earth, "'but it was slow work. "'Then he found a clamshell. "'He did better with it, but it was hard work, "'and Robinson was not used to hard work. "'The sweat ran down his face.' "'and he had often to stop and rest in the shade. "'The sun burned so hot, and the rock so reflected the heat, "'that he was all but overcome, but he worked on. "'When evening came, he would sleep in the tree, "'and the next morning he would go at it again. "'On the third day, the roots were all laid bare. "'But the roots were fast in the clefts of the rock, "'and he could not loosen it, try ever so hard. "'What would he not have given for an axe? or at least a knife, and yet he had never thought of their value when at home. He attempted to cut one root through with his clamshell, but the shell crumbled and would not cut the hard wood. He stood for a long time, thinking, not knowing what to do next. He made up his mind that he must have something harder than the shell to cut with. Then he tried a stone with a sharp edge, but soon found he needed another one. However, he found one, Then he set the sharp one on the wood and struck it with his heavy one. In this way, he slowly cut the roots in two. On the fifth day, there was yet left one big root, bigger than any of the others. Robinson got up early in the morning. He worked the whole day. Finally, it gave a crack, and it, too, was broken. Robinson had only now to remove the loose earth inside the cleft he found the opening could be made large and roomy it was choked up with dirt he dug out enough to allow him room enough to make a place to lie down in the future he thought i will take out all the dirt and then i shall be comfortable it was then dark and the moon shone bright in the heavens robinson gathered a heap of dry grass and made himself a safe bed But as he lay there he saw the moonbeams shining into his cave he sprang up how easy he thought for wild animals to creep in here upon me he crawled out and looked around not far from the cave he saw a large flat stone with great trouble he rolled it to the opening of his cave but before this morning began to dawn he went inside the shelter seized the stone with both hands and rolled it into the opening till it almost closed it i have now a closed home i can again stretch my legs wind and rain cannot get at me nor wild animals end of chapter nine